Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CSGO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on? Hanging out here at our West Loop studio. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave. Bow. Bow. B-A-W-L Sports. Will the Goat Godly. Will underscore Godly. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis. Back with us today. It's quiet. It's quiet here. Stucky's here, though. Stucky is here. He's in the place. And boy, Stucky came in ready to talk about Jimmy Butler. He's ready to uh, Which is what we are going to talk about a little bit later on in today's show. Mm-hmm. We are going to start with a different former bull mm-hmm. who uh, had themselves some bright, shining headlines bright during shining. Uh, NBA playoff hype and excitement. Uh, right before the first playoff games tipped off last night, the league announced that Lowry Markkinen officially won the 2022-23 NBA Most Improved Player Award. Shout out to Lowry for that achievement. Yes. Shout out to Dave for calling that shit. Early. Called early. It, said it. Early. Put it down. As soon as his the wheels of his plane touched down in Utah, Dave was like, most improved player. Yeah, I knew it. I said it was going to happen. This is probably the most I'm gonna talk shit because I'm not a shit talker. But I'm, I'm not gonna say a, you sound an awful lot like uh, the man to your right after he yeah, wins a bat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. That's not my thing, man. You know, but like I say all the time, Will, I'm not a bad loser, but I'm a horrific winner. Um, <laughs> I saw this coming, like from a while ago. I saw it coming a long time ago, as Matt told you in October when he signed. Matt was one of the first people I told, and then I told Matt, and then I told the group chat, and I kept telling the group chat. He's home. I kept telling him the dude is home. He's going to ball out. And I didn't say he was just going to have a good season. I said he's going to ball out. He is going to be doing his thing. I'm telling you, he's in the right place. And why would anybody believe me? Of course you wouldn't believe me. One, because I'm me. I'm silly. <laughs> you don't know. He's a funny guy. Other thing, you know, I mean, it's Lowry. You know, you've seen what he's done. You're like, no, nah, he's not going to go ahead and put that together. But, you know, sometimes I do know what I'm talking about. I didn't get to this level, you know, just by being amazingly attractive and funny. I also know what I'm talking about sometimes. And Lowry, you just saw it in my head. I just saw it. You just saw the pieces and where it fit. And I saw the opportunity for him. You knew he was going to be the number one guy. You knew he was going to not be taken off the floor 
because he missed some shots. Mm -hmm. You knew he wasn't going to be asked to change anything about himself because they had no options. They were like, dude, just go. What do you want to do? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? What you feel like doing out there? Go ahead and do your thing out there. And I felt all those reasons, plus the fact he was in Utah. And, of course, since I love Lowry, it was a bunch of research I, I had already known about Lowry. I knew he loved Utah. He had mentioned in, when he um, did a, a interview in Utah years back, and he was talking about how Utah was the first place he visited with his father yeah. when they were looking at colleges. And he turned to his dad and said, do we need to go anywhere else? He was like, this is just like home. And I was like, yeah, that's what I've been saying. It's just like home to him. The reason he went to Arizona, because he said it was completely different from anything he's ever really known. He was like, I never know anything. It's not. It's hot. You know what I'm saying? It's all this stuff. I don't know anything about this life. Let me try it here. But he loved Utah. But he said it was too much like home. And he wanted to try something else. If you watch him with the Bulls, I remember the games when he would truly ball out. It was either Utah or Denver when the games when he would just lose his mind. He would just go off in those games. And also New York. He would ball out in New York too. But then the games he always played his best. You're like, yeah, that's the dude we think he is. So when I felt he had the opportunity to go there, the fact he could actually put on the number that he loves, which is 23, can't really wear that nowhere else. Wasn't going to wear it in Cleveland. <laughs> Not going to wear it in Chicago. You know what I mean? So the fact that he can go be himself and be comfortable being him, grew out the Matt Peck-approved locks on, on the golden locks that he likes to have. Which sadly are now gone again because yes. he's doing his military service. Yes, yes. And shout out to him for that. But he's going to grow him back. He did say now. they'll be back. Yes, he was, was like, they shall return. <laughs> so it just, it just looked like he was very happy in his where he was at. They built the team around him. They put a nice point guard around him. They put another guy like Jordan Clarkson, you know, with him. Like, they're just a solid team. They built around him, and they were tanking at the same time, but actually were competing, you know what I mean, at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it was just fun to watch him all season long and fun to laugh at each and every one Damn. of you out there that completely doubted everything I'd said about Lowry Marketing, but I told every one of y'all, and it's a couple of y'all I'm never going to let forget it, and you know who you are because I already talked to y'all, and I'm going to keep talking to y'all, and you might get some Lowry Marketing gifts from me as well. Who knows? Because I'm that kind of asshole sometimes. Imagine but yes, that. a team that was competitive and then successfully pivoted to tanking mm -hmm, towards mm -hmm. the end of the season. It's incredible. I don't, I don't understand how that works. Yeah, yeah. I can tell um, you how it works. You have an all-star starter on your team, and you have a guy like Lowry Marketing who wins Most Improved Player Award, and then you have Walker, Texas Ranger, out there as well doing what he's doing at defense. And then you signed your boy, Chris Dunn, who actually balled out for them and did a great job. So it's a lot of ways to do it. They did it their way. It worked. Shout out to Lowry Marketing. Uh, Will, Lowry won 69 of the 100 first place votes for this award. <laughs> nice. uh, SGA came in second nice. with 24 first place votes. Jalen nice. Brunson, the other finalist, got four first place votes. Did you expect Lowry to win this award so convincingly? I did, but I think the... The fact that Ja won it last year, yeah. the the precedent that he set where you can go from being a all-star to a super-duper megastar mm -hmm. and still win the award, um, kind of, I thought, was a good argument for Shea, mm -hmm. who is going to be, I think, first or second team All-NBA this year. He was outstanding. He was. Um, but he obviously, like, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't think he had quite the same statistical leap in like pure points per game mm -hmm. because he was already, you know, in the twenties and this right. year just up to 30. Um, but for Lowry to go to like from 14 to 26. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of which, Joe, do we have the uh, last season compared to this season stat splits for Lowry? Because they're pretty freaking insane. 
There you see just under 15 points a game with the Cavs last season. He upped it by more than 10 Ignorant. to 25.6. Also look at the shooting splits. 44, 36, 87 last season. This season, he was so close mm. to 50, 40, 90. Wild. He was so close. And that's, I think, what makes it so impressive is that when you bump the usage up 6%, typically guys are not going to shoot as well. You're right. taking harder shots. Right. You are creating more for yourself, and those are more difficult, you know, higher degree of difficulty shots. So when you also improve your shooting averages by six points and your three-point average by three, like, that is that is incredible. And I think it speaks to the system that he's put in, the situation where he's in now that he can really thrive. And um, we can talk maybe more about, you know, what the Jazz are doing to maximize their their young star player and why it was different from the Bulls. But I think just if you look at it situationally, um, the the fact that you can up the usage and the volume and the efficiency is like incredible. I, I I mean the if you guys saw it there the dunk comparison just makes me laugh and also infuriates me because how many times as Bulls fans do we have to watch the Lowry dunk attempt that just quite didn't make it? Yeah, I mean where where. Where was this? Lowry finally learns how to dunk. Yay, good for him. 52 dunks last season. 111 this season. I, I think it was you or somebody was like, uh, showed me some tweet that was the Jazz celebrating Lowry's 100th dunk of the season yes. towards the yes. end of the season. Yes. Yes. And I was like, there's no <laughs> way that's possible. Yes. Are you telling me that Lowry successfully averaged more than a dunk per game? He did. Because no, there's... What? He was awesome to watch. Oh so, and it was just so much fun watching him, man, because he did it just all – every quarter he was doing it. Fourth quarter, clutch time, he did it. You know, when you had to keep the team afloat, he did it. And and like you said, it was a, it was just a myriad of ways. You know, it was outside. It was inside. I'm watching him post up and beg for the basketball. You know what I mean? Just all these things I watched him do overseas, and I saw him do there. And I've been dying to see because I'm like, how doesn't this translate? Because usually you see guys, Matt, and, and I'll use your boy Sadoransky as an example. Uh, you'll see guys do their thing overseas like mm -hmm. that, and it doesn't convert, you know, over here. And I can actually literally point to why it doesn't convert over here. Oh, well, guys are a little faster. They won't get that. They'll get that move right there. Oh, that shot's going to be a little tougher. You know, you're going to have to do – you won't be able to do that out here. You're a little – you know, you're not as fast. You're a little slower, you know, up and down the floor. Lowry was doing stuff in them games where it was all kinds of tough stuff, all kinds of tough stuff, and he was talking shit the entire time he was doing it. And I'm like, who is this human being? And so I'm like, well, all that needs to translate is you just bring it over here. And then I realized what it was. It was that comfort, you know, because he said it here. He, he had fallen out of love with basketball while he was here, mm -hmm. and that's why it wasn't going to happen. It's why you never hear me bring that up. Even about Chicago, you should still be here. You never hear me say that stuff because it just wasn't going to happen here. He fell out of love with the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had to go to Cleveland to fall back in love with it. So, yeah, so, I'm not, so you'll never hear me say stuff like that. But everything I saw him doing overseas, I thought could translate because he was the man overseas. He wasn't just having like – Oh man, he comes in for this tournament and has a good game and stuff like that. Like, no, bro, like he was the man. Like it was his IQ was off the charts when I would sit there and watch him. And so the reason only reason it didn't translate is because he just was simply not comfortable. Once he got comfortable, 
And once he got a team that actually believed in him and built around him, he responded. And once that cold weather hit him in the face, he was in love. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay, man. So let me ask you this, because Chicago's obviously got cold weather. Sure. Uh, when they drafted him, they Zach was out. He uh-huh. was coming back from the ACL. And mm-hmm. he was kind of the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the Bulls were trying to build around him. Sure. So what was the disconnect there that it were, to where it didn't work for the Bulls, but it did work for the Jazz? Because... I think on its face, it seems similar situations. I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that question. So there are a couple of things. One was coaching. You already know how I feel about the ball-headed menace. When he would say things like he wants him to grab grab 30 re- – go try to get 30 rebounds a game. Right. You know? Golden Force <laughs> in the comments brought that yeah. up. Okay, bet. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember that when he said that. I want him to go get 30 rebounds a game and then bring the ball up. And then Lowry did an interview in Finland. Where he was talking about that, he was like, dude, what are you talking about? That just sounds crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But that's that's kind of what he was saying. Like, there's no way I could do that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that sounds insane. Like, that's crazy talk. Like, run some plays for me. The other thing was the communication. Them goons didn't talk. Billy Donovan, when he first got here, talked about that on the score. He said he had asked Zach Levine how many times he and Lowry had talked about running the pick and roll. He said never. <laughs> he said they never ever even discussed running plays outside of basketball. So they never wasn't there wasn't anything there. Some guys need that. Some guys need to d- develop that we're in the foxhole kind of thing. You know what I mean? We're together. We're friends. You know what I mean? And now we can sit and talk and you know do all this stuff. Some guys can be like Jordan and Dennis Rodman, just get together on the floor, play, and then go about their separate ways. Lowry was clearly a dude who needed to be surrounded you know what I mean like belief in him you know yeah. like I like you you like me we cool situation that's why I worked a little better in Cleveland there's a little more camaraderie in Cleveland you know with that team and that squad and in Utah of course there's more camaraderie around it because it's being built around you so that's why even guys like Chris Dunn are being brought in because I guarantee you that was straight for Lowry that wasn't for nobody but Lowry no they weren't clamoring for him so when you do those kind of things and you get that comfort and I remember talking to Kendall Gill about this stuff. Like, what's the most important things you're looking for, NBA players looking for? And he was like, well, obviously money and comfort. Those are the two things. Lowry didn't care about money. He really didn't. He never has, man. He's a vegan. <laughs> He's a vegan is what he does. But he cares about comfort. He cares about people around. That's the kind of human being that he is, man. So it works better that way than it ever would have worked here in Chicago, bro, because it just wasn't a connection there, bro. It just, that connection was just not there. Yeah. And I think the other thing with Lowry is like, it takes guys different amount of time to develop, sure. to understand, you know, reads and like just mm-hmm. the general game flow and, and how playing basketball works and angles and all that stuff. And at the NBA level, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned the coaching, obviously I think that's a huge part of it. But Lowry did have a chance to play for Fred mm-hmm. a little bit, who I think obviously is more reflective of what Will Hardy's doing than Jim Boylan was, mm-hmm. certainly. Yeah, everybody's um, doing something he wasn't doing. But I think, you know, I was I was talking to Lowry got but, off to that super hot start. I mean, Hoiberg was fired, what, two two months into Lowry's rookie year, right? His second year. Second year. It was, it was right. Uh, Jim Boylan coached. 17, 18. Oh, yeah, and then in 18, the 19. The season, right. Early 18, 19 is when Frank right. got canned. Okay, yeah. And – that and Lowry didn't play those first twenty three games. I was right. just looking this up. That was the period of time when the the last twenty three games of Hoiberg's tenure with the Bulls. So Correct. he played the rest of his second year with uh, Jim, and he yeah. averaged eighteen point seven, eighteen and, and nine. nine. Mm-hmm. And Never then the next will. year 
with Boylan 15 and six. So mm-hmm. things really kind of tapered off. But um, when he got off to that really hot start in like November, December, I was asking Zach Levine about it. And um, we were just kind of like checking in about how Lowry's doing and what he thinks mm-hmm. is different. He The thing that he just kept on saying was like, you'd be surprised like how much of a world of difference just situation can have. Yeah. And I think that in addition to the personal growth, skill development, all that stuff, being in the league a little bit longer and just being put in a situation where it's not stand in the corner and shoot threes. Right. It's not, you know, try to attack on like getting rebounds and just running it up the gut like that. That's part of it. But I think like coming off of screens, the ball having more energy, being involved in plays and actions, even when you're not on the ball. Yes. Like Will Hardy has done a tremendous job installing an offense in Utah that really works for mm-hmm. a guy like Lowry mm-hmm. where, you know, he's, his like his usage and shots and all that stuff went up, but it's not like put the ball in his hands and go create something. And it's also not, you know, spread pick and roll. Here's, you know, point guard X, you like do this heliocentric spread pick and roll thing. And Lowry will catch and shoot threes. Like that, that doesn't work for a lot of guys. And I think um, he mentioned this too, going to Cleveland and getting a chance to play small forward and developing those skill sets mm-hmm. next to guys where he didn't necessarily have to be like the the low man and right. the, the rim help protector. So I think it's just like an accumulation of learning the game, being in a different situation, mm-hmm. working on those skill sets, and then actually being a part of an offense, not yeah. like stand in the corner. I think that, that goes a long agree. way. The uh, uh, old bug news in the comments said, how do you not fall out of love with the game when Boylan is your coach? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair question. Yeah. But I fell out of love watching it. I, truly, as did we. I mean, I was there as ready to stab me. my eyes out every night from every 2018 night. to 2020. I had to remove stuff from his hands. Uh, it's yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I need an adult because uh, I'm about to hurt myself. <laughs> but, I mean, the other thing about Lowry that I remember Kendall saying to you uh-huh. is just doesn't seem to have that insane drive to be better and not just yeah. be better but be the best damn player on the floor every yes, night i remember because i remember and like you know maybe some of y'all out there listened to us back when i was doing locked on even before you and i was doing it with jordan mm-hmm. and we were evaluating the young talent the bulls had after the jimmy trade and from a slight you know a slowly growing sample size i thought back then lowry is the one mm-hmm. a if Zach can turn himself into a great one B, mm-hmm. that's how it should go. Yeah, not Zach Lowry, Lowry Zach. That's yeah. what I thought back then. Yeah, based on the talents that I saw and the potential I saw in both of them, mm-hmm. the opposite happened. Mm-hmm. And the question Bulls fans are fair to wonder is: Is that on Lowry, or is that on the Bulls organization? When you see the the player that he was this season, which and in Zach's defense, slash to his credit, if he put up the numbers he put up. Basically, from December on, all season long, mm-hmm. he's an all-star, yeah. as Lowry was. Yeah, sure. Um, and has already been an all-star, so not in the most improved player conversation. It took Lowry a second trip and a third trip mm-hmm. and all these years to make that happen. Is it because of some l- drive lacking in Lowry to be the best, or is it more so about the being in that right fit that you were describing? Because it's frustrating to think that if the Bulls still had two players like this... Mm-hmm. Zach at his best, Lowry at his best, Mm -hmm. maybe they're in a better situation than they are now. Yeah, and probably maturity, you know, plays into it as well. Both those players growing at the same time. And also Lowry being healthy 
is huge too. Because remember, he was hurt a lot. Yeah, that's well, true. when he was here with the Bulls, he he was not really hurt. You know, when he was with uh, Utah, uh, towards the end of the season, he got hurt. <laughs> but he wasn't really that hurt when he was he was in Utah. And he and he credited that as well. He was like, I feel like I'm in the best shape uh, of my life. You know what I mean? Out here, and it and it showed when he played. But yeah, man. I mean, you can you can factor that into if you like. I'm I'm not going to be against that. If somebody wants to say, well, these guys just weren't at their peak mature level wise. They weren't there yet. And that's true. He was a rookie. You know what I mean? It was his first couple years here in the league, and he's figuring it out. And Lowry's the kind of guy to want to see everybody else succeed. Uh, my friends always say uh, Lowry wants to be a part of the reason they you win, not the reason you won. And now I feel like. I'll be like, yeah, that's true to a point because I've seen him want to be the reason that they won. I'm crying for the basketball at the end of a game when I would watch him overseas. That's all I watched him do was like, dude, give me the ball. Get out the way. I got this kind of thing. But he also likes sharing the wealth, you know, and having guys around him and involved. So I don't know who he was super close to on the team. And I don't know who, you know, he was tight with. Just hearing that stuff from Zach when he said that – yeah, just hearing little things like that I've heard that I'll keep to myself that about Lowry uh, with the team, it just felt like he didn't have that camaraderie uh, with them. But he had it with Chris Dunn. You, it was clear and evident. I remember mm-hmm. the little montages they were put together when Chris Dunn would be trying to pronounce Finnish words yeah. with him. You remember just those? thinking about those earlier today. Was, I remember that. Like They actually were cool with each other. You know what I'm saying? And, and that shows. And that means something to Lowry. It means something to him. He's got to have people around him that he's comfortable with, and then he could provide the best. And he also has to have that belief. That matters in in just a lot of people in life in general. Some people operate better when they know somebody is believing in them. Somebody got their back when the rope is much longer, you know, than most coaches. Yeah, Everybody's not like that. You know what I mean? Everybody right. don't work that way. Everybody, you know, Tibbs don't. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't like that. And but when that it works for him. Zach Lowry Baby Bulls iteration was – trying and failing most nights to just win basketball games all even back then as his talents were developing Zach Levine never afraid yeah give me the ball I'll go try yeah I'll go try to get to the rack just hit a million threes give me the damn ball and Lowry always seemed to be like okay cool right all right you got it (laughs) you got it if you want to win go win you know what I mean but I think it's something also to your point, Matt, of him being the man. And I remember his rookie season where I wrote an article for NBC Sports Chicago about Lowry and telling him that is a flex, but telling him about telling talking about how I saw Dirk in him and just the way I, I actually would treat him because Dirk, I saw it in him, but. I would not just everybody would be like, oh, Dirk had 25. I'd be like, he should have had 40. Oh, Dirk, you know, he won that game. We'll win the next one. Oh, Dirk, he got to the next round. Go to the Western Conference Finals. That's how it was on Dirk because I saw that kind of greatness in him. So when he achieved that and it clicked for him, it was a tear almost came out my eyes just watching it because I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. I saw it, and I knew you had it in you. And I would see that same kind of thing watching Lowry. Like, just like, dude, I know it's there, but it's got to come on out of you. You know what I mean? How can we get that out of you? Dirk was in a better situation. Where they were like, we're building around you. You know what I mean? They got rid of your boy Nash. You know what I'm saying? They got rid of what we're building around you. You're the man. We're choosing you. We're gonna live and die with you. Maybe Lowry feels better in that sense, where he a team actually picked him and said, You're the man. Well, I think, you know, you bring up Dirk, 
you bring up Lowry's situation now, you bring up, you know, what didn't go right with the Bulls. The common denominator for me is <laughs> point guardsmanship. Mm. And, you know, not really having anybody that could set up the offense or Facts. that could direct traffic or that could get Lowry the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. we complained about it for years that, like, nobody could throw an entry pass. Still yes. can't. Uh, still and can't. They just, I, <laughs> I feel like it's hard for me to say, like, this is on Lowry at all because I don't know the inner workings of the organization, the team dynamics, his relationships with the other players. Right. I don't know who he is or, or what he's about as a, as a person. But I think when you look at on the court, the thing that's striking is like you said, Dirk had Nash, Dirk had Jason kid. Yeah. Uh, Lowry had Mike Conley for the first three quarters of the season True. in Utah. And I think that goes such a long way. Oh, and the fact that not only did the bulls not have that, but then right. you put the ball in Zach's hands whose playmaking has been questionable for most of his career. Mm-hmm. And you like ask him to be the one that creates offense for right. somebody else. Like Zach's really, really good at scoring. We know this. He can get his own shot. And he has gotten a lot better at playmaking. But the reason that the Bulls struggled this year is because Lonzo was out. Yeah. The reason that they played well last year is because they had a real point guard. And like I think that kind of leadership and just that sort of floor general can really help a player who is dependent on somebody else creating their offense for them, that can really level them up. I think that's kind of what you saw with Lowry. No, but to add to that, Will, because I also mentioned that same thing in the article, because when he was in Finland, the point guard that they had was one of the best point guards in international basketball. Like, he was a Hall of Fame kind of point guard yeah i can't remember his name but he, i know I but knew. he was that yeah. but he was that kind of dude you know what i'm saying and so it yeah it was clear that when lowry's like okay it's a dude running that and you got that even in cleveland you got garland you know what i'm saying like you had a point guard and he played way better so yeah when you got somebody out there telling everybody else where they need to be and handling that business it's easier because lowry they will get lowry involved because a good point guard will find out hey there's a big seven foot tall dude over here who looks like he can shoot and go to the bucket how about you get the ball if you're asking zach zach's gonna choose zach you know what i mean i'm not saying that's wrong but that's just how he is uh all right let's take our first break when we come back i I wanted to maybe make one more quick uh point or even ask one more question about lowry when the new front office slash Billy arrived. No, he wasn't Eco B. Um, <laughs> and then we'll move on to Jimmy and the night he had last night. While we are sharing words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, easy favor. Hit that thumbs up button mm-hmm. if you're watching along with us on YouTube. It'll help us out a lot. Make sure, of course, you are also subscribed to the CSGO Sports YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't already, get your tickets just two days away from the CSGO Dose. Bears draft watch party. Dose. Joe's on Weed Street. Thursday night, Friday night, night one of the draft, round one, night two of the draft, rounds two and three. It's going to be fun stuff. Drinks, Goose Island, food, fellow Bears fans, come on out. Sound like a plan to me. Um, I'll be there. You'll be there. I'll be there. Thursday, Friday. I haven't decided yet. Okay. I'm going to go Thursday or Friday. I'll be Thursday. Or maybe both. Thursday, I'll be there for sure. I'll be there. Um, Come hang out, baby. Come laugh with me because I'm going to be smiling. Joseph Spathis, my friend. That's him. I look at him. He's so focused. He is very him. focused. He's doing eight things at once. He wanted your attention, Joey. That's why he asked that. I he just, wanted the eye contact. I'm listening. He wanted the eye contact. I just want to know if you've had the ComEd talk with your nephew yet. Nope, not yet because he is still not ready for that yet. It's going to blow his mind. 
So I am just waiting to share it with him, but I am ready to share it with the Bulls fans out there in CHO Nation. So Wouldn't hurt to practice. Yeah, this is like a dress rehearsal for me. <laughs> Comet First Energy word, Efficiency Comet. Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the community that they serve, helping managing energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That's right. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments. Mm. They can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Matt, how does it work? I'll tell you, Joe. <laughs> an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Then, within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately mm. each recommendation will include estimated energy savings cost savings project costs mm. potential incentives and simple payback plans mm. if you own a business don't wait get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips lighting incentives or to schedule your free facility assessment go to comed.com slash Powering Biz. Is that comed.com slash Powering Biz? That's right, Joe. Comed.com slash Powering Biz, B-I-Z Biz. Schedule your appointment today. <laughs> I love how Joey didn't look up from anything that entire time. Joseph that was amazing. He's locked in. He's locked in, man. That man's focused. He's doing all these things at once. He's skilled in that way. So when Joey needs to relax. Joey three task. Joey three task. <laughs> Joey multitask. When Joey's doing his thing, Joey needs to be watching TV also. Because that's mm -hmm. how he wants to relax. Mm -hmm. He wants to chill on out and relax. But he also, as he pointed out, likes to save some money as well. Well, it's the perfect thing for him and for you out there is Fubo TV. 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. That's 140 plus. Stream that live TV from any device that you got. You can stream it, chill out, and watch it. I know you're in the bathroom hanging out. Pull out your device. Stream it right there, man. Stream it. Double dose. <laughs> Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price possible out there, y'all, and start watching immediately with a free seven-day trial. That's right, a week of free stuff. I know you like that. No contract, no cable, no hassle. All you got to do is sign up and chill out. That's it. Sign up, chill out, start watching. You the man. Oh, you just saw something that you like? You want to record that? How about a thousand hours of that free cloud DVR? A thousand of them things. So many. That's a lot of things that you can record and start over again. Include, and guess what? No extra charge. Just drop that on top of that right there. No extra charge, mm. y'all. You want to watch them local teams while you're traveling? Huh? You guys want to watch the events that's coming up? Like we just mentioned, the NFL drafts on the way. That NHL draft is on the way. The NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are going on at the same time. You can do all that. Plus, you can watch the Cubs and the White Sox <laughs> on the Marquee <laughs> Network and NBC Sports Chicago. Yes, I'm not happy with my squad. You can do all that on Fubo TV. Use the link in your description and sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Ow! Get you some of that. Fubo TV. Start watching now. 
Um, all right, real quick before we move on to Jimmy, I did want to touch on this because I feel like a lot of Bulls fans and, and not even Bulls fans, just NBA fans, were, were aiming a lot of arrows at AK mm-hmm. and this new fr- Bulls front office as we watched Lowry blossom this season mm-hmm. in a Jazz uniform saying, how the hell did they let that guy go and what do we have for it? A Portland pick that may convey, may not convey for a long time. And Derek Jones Jr., who Billy Donovan sees as an impartial, unnecessary piece of his rotation for the most part. I at least defended them to a certain point, which was they got what they could for Lowry, mm-hmm. who no one in the NBA wanted after that season. Boylan's first slash Lowry's last. <laughs> they arrived, the new front office, and Lowry looked like a broken man, yeah. a broken player, just a shell of himself. Is it on them and it is it their fault in your eyes that they didn't or didn't try to fix Lowry and just let him go instead? No, I don't hold any ill because they didn't break him. Yeah. They just arrived to and find him to broken, find him already broken, and then down. traded him for scraps. Yeah, man, that's like being mad at a kid who flinches when his stepfather tries to hug him when his old father used to beat him. Like, like, what am I fault him for that for? No, I don't. I don't fault. The Bulls or anybody in this situation, man. It just did not work out. That's how I look at it. It didn't work, and it wasn't going to work here. I don't know if he was going to blossom into the player he was going to blossom into with the roster that they have and how it was set up, period, point blank. Like, he had, this is what, third, three different coaches mm-hmm. in his tenure here, man, and he just didn't click with any of them. He had Zach Levine. Zach was going nowhere. You know, clearly it wasn't going to work with him. They didn't get a point guard within that time until he left when they got Lonzo, and that hasn't worked out because he got hurt. So I don't think it was going to work for Lowry here, and that's fine Like, because he was never going to be 1A. Even though you wanted him to be, even though I wanted him to be, it wasn't going to be, and that's okay. I'm all right with that, man. They were like, we're going to choose Zach Levine. I get it. Not a bad choice. Zach Levine is awesome, all right? It's not a terrible choice to do that, but it's the choice they went with, man. So he was in a better situation in Utah where you're the default choice. You know what I mean? Like, who else we going to choose? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nobody out there to choose for him, man. Like, we're going to Horton Tucker? You going to be the number one dude? No. It's going to be Larry Marketing. You're the number one guy. That's why I have no fault and no problem with it working. It He didn't do this in Cleveland either. All right? It wasn't like he went to Cleveland and put up these ridiculous numbers. He wasn't the man there. Garland was the man when he was there, dog. And you still had Mobley there. You know, you had other pieces ahead of him. And that's fine. I just wanted him to get to a place where he could thrive and he could be the person he needed to be. And it obviously was going to be in Utah. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. No. I would say it's pretty low on my list of criticisms for the, for the current front office. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Dave, nobody really, there wasn't really a market for him, which means nobody in the league really thought that highly of him. Um, he got that deal with the Cavs, which brought in Derek Jones Jr. and the protected Portland pick, which I thought was pretty good value at the time. Obviously, mm-hmm. that in retrospect looks like you know just not enough or you'd hang on to Lowry. But at that time, I don't think you can really fault um, Arturis. Now, should they have considered just bringing him back and trying to get him on a team-friendly deal and, and see if you could you know, install an offense where he's next to Vooch and you know, there's a little bit more spacing and maybe you bring in Lonzo and now there's a point guard there, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, you go through that first season if you're Arturis and you look at what you have there and 
you just you make your evaluations and that's that. Right. For me, I think there's there's plenty of other criticisms that you could have for this current front office, and that would just be pretty low on my list. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like maybe they could have gotten more for him. Maybe they shouldn't have given up on him, but they were making moves aggressively overhauling the roster, doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and saw that as a necessary move. Yeah. And it's not high up on my list of criticisms for them, as you said, Will. Okay, that's Lowry. Happy for him. Congratulations on the award. Shout out, Lowry. Well deserved. Yes. Congrats, Dave, too, for calling it. Thank um, you very much. Moving on Me. to another uh, former Bull and former Bulls fan favorite, <laughs> Jimmy got some buckets last night, gentlemen. That's a couple. A handful. That's a couple. Jimmy G. A little bit. Got some buckets. 56 <laughs> points on 19 of 28 mm-hmm. from the floor. Mm-hmm. 15 of 18 from the free throw line. 18 times? Classic Jimmy. Good God. Nine boards, two assists, one block. And I loved this stat that I saw from Tom Haverstrow on Twitter last night. Mm-hmm. Jimmy checked in at the eight minutes and 11 seconds left in the game mark of the fourth quarter. When the Heat trailed the Bucks ninety-eight to eighty-seven, Jimmy Butler then outscored the Bucks by himself. Yes, sir. Twenty-two to sixteen. The rest of the way. Shout out, Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday combined for fifty-four. Jimmy had fifty-six. <laughs> Talk that shit, Will. That's crazy. Talk it, Will. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Speak I mean that right now. Put that right next to Bubble Jimmy. What was it? A, a forty-point triple double? Yes, against the Lakers. Correct. Um, wow. Yeah, it it was the wow. most points scored in the playoff game for a Heat player ever. ever. It was. So they had LeBron James. We're talking LeBron James, Wayne Wade, and first time Shaq. first ballot Hall of Famer, former Chicago Bull, Dwayne Wade. You know your guy. Sure. Who you woke up next to <laughs> one night? <laughs> Excuse me? After, you know, after the Bulls game. You know, you, like you said, you woke up in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, sunshine. <laughs> Inside joke. But, <laughs> but, oh, God. Yes, man. Like, to be in that company, and, and Alonzo Mourning, like, to be, and Tim Hardaway, like, to be in that company with those kind of players and to have the most points ever. You know what I mean? Knowing how they value playoffs, knowing how they value postseason and championships and all those things. To, for you to be the number one guy. And I thought he should have had 60. When he, by the time he got to 40, so I was like, oh, he should go for 60. 56 ain't nothing to sneeze at. I ain't saying that. But it Mr. is Mr. also, I mean, you mentioned it being the Heat franchise playoff record. It's also tied for fourth most ever. Yes. NBA playoffs Special. point scored in one game. Special. You had MJ at 63. Jordan. Elgin Baylor <laughs> is second on that list at 61. Uh-huh. Uh, Will is third on that list, and then, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Donovan Mitchell with Correct. 57 Correct. is now third on that list, mm-hmm. and then several tied for fourth includes Jimmy just last night, MJ again because of course, he is. Wilt and Charles Barkley. Oh, oh, I remember that Barkley game. He was foolish that game. I think he had 14 Went rebounds as well. Off. That was against Utah. Um, yeah, man, like just really special performance by Jimmy Butler. It really was. And you knew, for me, I knew, as my friend said, he was having that out-of-body experience moment. When he hit that one uh, shot, then he came back down after getting the steal and went back, and they called it a two. 
instead of a three. But that shot right there, you're like, yep. That's a bad man. That's the one. It's your damn night, man. But I feel like I'm talking too much. This is for the GOAT. This ain't for me. <laughs> this is for the I GOAT. mean, it was a master at work. He was sensational. And, you know, you mentioned some of the other playoff streaks that he's put together. Like, I know after the game, he, he denied playoff Jimmy. But, like, playoff Jimmy is legit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to do that without Tyler Hero, to do that against a fully loaded Bucks team when you're really not getting – I mean, they had three other players in double figures – Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, and Bam had 15. Like, he was just getting no help. Yeah. Caleb played well, though. He did. And he hit a couple of big shots, mm-hmm. but, like, but you're I mean, right. Jimmy yeah. was Go just, off. yeah, he, he went off. And, yeah, you put that in context with some of the other playoff runs that he's had in previous years, um, the context of this series and outplaying Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez, who had 36 and just willing his team to win and just saying, I'm not losing. Like, that's, that's like, superstar stuff. I'm not losing. I, Come with me because I'm, I'm taking us here. I mean, we've seen Jimmy have games like this in the, uh, in the playoffs before, and it's wild. I, it's somebody who just said to think that he got some votes in the overrated category, which we were talking about oh, yeah. on one of our shows last week. A lot of them. Yeah, uh, that's uh, old Bugness who said that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ego Bean said Jimmy is who he thought who we thought he was, and we let him off the hook. Different meaning of a very popular phrase there. <laughs> yes, uh, a very famous phrase. I like. I do think it needs to be said. Come on, Matt. Maybe some disagree. It needs to be said as everybody's like, "Holy crap, the Heat." who barely beat the Bulls to get into the actual playoffs. Here they are up 3-1 against the top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks. Uh Uh-oh. Giannis has played one game and 11 minutes of the three wins that the Miami Heat have against the Bucks. Played played 11 minutes in game one, left with that back injury, missed games two and three, Mm -hmm. which uh, Heat and Bucks split. Yeah. Giannis plays last night. Heat win. So Jimmy and the Heat have one point one or one point two five wins against the Giannis Bucks, but it's why you go to the playoffs. But I'm sorry, I'm stepping on your point. Please go ahead. No, that's it. I was just saying that context. I think can't be ignored when everybody's like, "Oh my God, playoff Jimmy." Michael yeah. in the comments saying, "Playoff Jimmy's different." I've never disagreed with the fact that playoff Jimmy is different, and I have tremendous respect. For that, where it's like, dude, where the hell did this guy come from? See, for me, I, w- I would accept all that. But, again, the point, is, like, Giannis was there. And I think that's the difference. Giannis was there last night. Yeah, I know. And Jimmy had the game of his in life. In the biggest game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. In, the, in the must-win game. Which is huge. You know, for the Bucks, That was a must-win game. They had to win that. And they were winning the entire game. Can we, let's not forget the first quarter. <laughs> you know, when Jimmy Butler had, what, 24? 22. 22? Yeah. In the first quarter, they had 28. And he had 22 of that. So he was the main one keeping them afloat in that. With Giannis being out there, still doing Giannis stuff. Giannis was doing Giannis stuff, man. He it's still ain't right. 26, 10, 13. Yeah, he still ain't right. You can see I think it. But he's like, still out there, bro. In, still, that counts. Injuries happen. Like They happen. Nobody discredits the Raptors for winning the championship when KD and Clay were out. That's a couple. Mm. <laughs> but like, yes, go ahead. Go off. I ain't going to step on you. Nobody discredits the Warriors for beating the Cavs when Kyrie broke his kneecap. Like, a lot of a lot of what the playoffs is is like who stays healthy and who takes advantage and like there is no arguing that Jimmy took advantage. Like yes, the Bucks were not whole. I don't think Giannis was playing his best, but this is an eighth seed against a one seed, and I don't 
yeah, I mean, it's a single game performance. I'm not like saying Jimmy's Michael Jordan, but like that was that was no, incredible. but that's incredible. And you know, you saying that's why you go to the play. As we were watching that Bulls Heat play in game, my thought was neither of these teams deserve to go to the real playoffs. <laughs> Both of these teams are trash wrapped in dog shit. <laughs> and Jimmy Butler single handedly <laughs> with yes, one or two lucky things going their way, but you know, mentioning Hero being oh, out as man. well, like the Heat aren't at full strength either. <laughs> are up three to one against a team as good as the Bucks, who have looked like the best team in the league all season and I, long. I don't think this series is over. I no. would not be surprised if the Bucks win. The Heat are not even close to as good a team. And I think a lot of people, and I could imagine a world where the Bulls are even making this argument that, oh, the Bucks got hurt. Maybe we could have had a chance. Well, Bulls couldn't beat the Heat, who were playing like trash in that game. The Bulls did not deserve a chance to play in this series, the way that they played this season, and the way that they failed to get into the playoffs. Thanks, so, mm-hmm. like, I just, I don't buy that argument. Not putting Kobe I, on the floor didn't help. I do. Thanks a lot, Billy. <laughs> I do want to say something else, though, about this game last night that, that Jimmy had and, and offer a few more thoughts, Ooh. maybe get some of y'all's, about how we feel now about okay. Jimmy, because Bulls fans feel differently about Jimmy, just to put it lightly. <laughs> um, but before we do that, we got to take our second break and share some ads with you. Uh, the wonderful people and uh, companies who sponsor this here podcast and this here CHGO platform. Mm. Uh, Big Dave. Yeah. Do uh, you have a question? I, uh, well, before I have a question, I have a statement for a question because I usually don't do this. Mm-hmm. I don't do this. But can we check out what the kicks that the goat has on his feet today? Oh, what's he got? Yeah, can we check them Ooh, out sorry. right there? No, Ooh. you good, brother. Go ahead and get a look at them right oh, there. Those are nice. The suede Ooh. green and black joints with the green and black. Ooh, those are nice right there. You like those? Yeah. Well, I dig it. I yeah. dig it, sir. I dig it. Gorgeous. And when I saw it, I felt like baby Joey because I never understood. <laughs> <laughs> I just ain't get it. Never understood, man. I never understood and I ain't get it. He ain't had to talk with ComEd, but that's because baby Joey steadily don't get it. He don't understand. Never understood. Why? Because every time he wants to put some oh, shades on his face. <laughs> he wants to put shades on his face. He was like, why does this cost so much? Why? Why do I have to dig into my baby piggy bank and pull out all this money? I don't have to do that. Why? Because baby Joey knows that he can go to Shady Rays. Shady Rays, y'all. That premium polarized shades that they got, and they got it for you at an affordable price. Because their independent sunglasses company offers that world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you have ever put on your sexy face. The durable frames, the extremely clear optics for the outdoor, and as this man has proven, the indoor adventures. And of course... The world famous and world renowned Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan gone is that hat glasses go splat oh no drat how do I get with that well this is what you do you go ahead he's in the broken glasses right back to Shady Rays they're gonna send you a brand new pair no questions asked and also let's say you don't like your pair of Shady Rays you ain't feeling that color on there man baby Joey's a picky child. He only got to have the right texture, right color on his, man, all right? He said he ain't feeling that. He could send them right on back to Shady Rays, and they will give him a brand new pair for free if you send it back within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop, and their team always has got your back. So, exclusively for all y'all listeners out there, Shady Rays is going to give you the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code CHG. 
Oh, get yourself 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Try your try them shades for yourself, and you can join the 250,000 people that have rated it one, two, three, four, fifth, fifth, five stars is what they have gotten from all them people, including baby Joey. Shady rays. What a raise. Are oh so shady. Really hit those alliterative P's today, Dave. Yeah, I, I like that. Yes, man. I got to get the premium polarized. <laughs> you, know, you know, I got a couple of scales there. Wheel. Love that. That round too, by the way. A couple of scales, wheel. See what I did? It did. Well done. If, uh, <laughs> if you got your Shady Rays, uh-huh. the next thing you need to do is wear your Shady Rays and get your bets in on DraftKings oh, for the NBA games tonight. Too cool Because you feel work. more confident wearing your Shady Rays that you're going to make the correct bets. Because everybody feels more confident when they're wearing a dope pair of shades. That's real. (laughs) Sign up now if you haven't yet for the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every NBA playoff game. We got three more on deck tonight with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets. Awesome. Plus, everyone knows about those DraftKings No Sweat Same Game parlays. Mm -hmm. You can make three different ones tonight, spanning three different NBA playoff games. Up to $10 back if that doesn't hit. Mm. It's a bonus bet back. If it doesn't hit, that's why they call it the no sweat same game parlay. Bonus bet back. Uh, being Tuesday, it's DraftKings Pick of the Week Day. Pick of the Week! Looking at tonight's action, I was telling you earlier uh, at, at the office today, Dave, mm-hmm. huge spreads in each of these games, you all did. potential closeout games of series that are 3-1. to one. Correct. We got Hawks-Celtics. Mm-hmm. We got... Um, Nuggets-Wolves. Uh, Nuggets, Wolves, mm-hmm. And we got Clips-Suns. Correct. I didn't like very confidently any of those at t- 10 was the smallest spread yes as i was telling you, you weren't a fan. which was nuggets wolves i wasn't mm-hmm. a fan and mm-hmm. then suns clippers is 12 and a half yeah celtics favored by 13 over the hawks tonight yes uh all these teams that can close out playing game five at home so i am looking at a player okay. a player prop for tonight player prop and while i wouldn't be shocked to see the suns close out these very short-handed clippers tonight mm-hmm what I also have faith in happening is Russell Westbrook doing every goddamn thing he can <laughs> to prevent that from happening. That's very true. So I'm looking at combined rebounds and assists for Westbrook tonight okay. in that Suns Clips game, which is set at 16 and a half. Okay. Combined rebounds and assists. Okay. If Westbrook does not have a triple double in this game, I will be shocked. Triple-double means you got double digits in rebounds and assists. Yeah. So that means I'm taking the over at 16 and a half of those combined, and that's plus money at plus 100. Plus 100. That's why it's my DraftKings pick of the week. Pick of the week. Do your thing, Russ. <laughs> Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and safe, specific, and state-specific responsible gambling resources. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody, good luck with your bets tonight on NBA playoff action. Broke the goat. <laughs> that rhyme too. <laughs> Broke the goat. Um, I might I might break you or at least break your brain a little bit right oh, now. Oh, come on Dave. with this. Because you know what we're about to we're about to see. Come on. We're about to see me admitting I was wrong. What? This, this needs to be said. Huh? I know. 
I don't like doing it, and I don't do it often. I don't know where this is going, Every, but I ain't never seen it. So go everybody this. knows that I love bragging about reading and writing about stuff. That is, I equally actual. dislike admitting when I'm wrong. Oh my I God. hate it. I'm not also good at it. Actual. I don't like it. I think yeah. I'm right about everything. I think you're amazing at it. Um, <laughs> shout out to a Twitter account called uh, the Billy Donovan Era with okay. the record of the Bulls win-loss in parentheses behind it. It's a... A uh, Twitter account that I recognize from following us way back in the day. Yes. I'm talking true. to a dude who listened to Locked On back in the day, like when the Jimmy Butler trade happened. Yeah. Longtime listener and appreciate. Uh, that person on Twitter said when I had a tw- my tweet reacting to, you know, Lowry winning the award, Jimmy mm-hmm. going off for 56 last night and how mm-hmm. much it hurt my soul as a Bulls fan. They said, I remember you hating on Jimmy Butler being like a big piece of your, you know, your shtick back in the day. Okay. Which is not wrong. I, for many years, have enjoyed taking jabs at Jimmy and or the Jimmy stands out there, mostly because I have found it entertaining to poke the bear. That is Jimmy Butler stands. All right, Dylan Brooks. Like you. <laughs> uh, Get our friend Will, our friend Mark K, our friend Salim from Bulls Gold. I know and love lots of Jimmy Butler stands out there. Yes. Uh, our producer, Steven, here at CHGO. Oh, my God. Diehard Jimmy Butler Ready guy. To fight. And I, I like poking <laughs> them. Um I did still believe, and I do still believe, and it's why I talked myself into being okay with the Jimmy trade back then, that Jimmy's not the best player on a championship team. Mm -hmm. He came close in the bubble, came close, and credit to him for that, and I still believe that. But what I've changed my mind about and what I am admitting that I was wrong about is that doesn't mean that that was a good reason to trade him. Mm. I didn't have faith that the Bulls front office back then could build a winner around Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Not to say that's Jimmy's fault. And I also saw uh, Jimmy coming up short against any LeBron James-led team in the East that they might face the playoffs. So I talked myself into, well, if that roadblock is in the way anyway, and Jimmy's kind of getting weird and frisky and his ego's exploding after the Dwayne Wade stuff, and like I, I was like, I was ready to move on from it. But one of my arguments that I made back then okay. about not wanting to keep Jimmy or at least being okay with trading him away is that I was convinced and told anyone who would listen that giving Jimmy at that point in his career a max contract would be a mistake because of not just his age, because he wasn't that old yet, but because of the miles that Tibbs had put on those legs and that that contract would come back to bite the bulls in the ass. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Mm. If you had Jimmy Butler... For a five-year stay-with-the-team-that-drafted-you contract over these past five years. Yes, he's missed some games and some bits and pieces of some seasons in that stretch. But starting with his first season in Minnesota, 59, 65, 58, 52, 57, 64. These are the games. So he's not playing 82, 82, 82, 82, or nothing close to it. it. He's missing games. But when he's out there... He's damn Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. He's got two more all-star appearances since leaving the Bulls. And then he does shit like this in the playoffs. Yes. If you aren't, if, if that player's not worth a max contract, then I don't know what is. Mm. And I was wrong. I thought, I thought giving Jimmy Butler that contract would be a mistake. And if they had Jimmy Butler on that max contract all these years, they might be, they could very well be better off. And I was wrong to use that argument. So I've heard a lot of those arguments before and... Um, I have things I want to say to them. So one is the Bulls wouldn't have put a winner around Jimmy. 100% agree with that. But I also think if you look at what he's done, does it matter? I mean, he might just like win you a playoff series regardless. He's that good. 
And um, the second thing is, and Mark K tweeted this out, so I'm just going to read it because he says it better than I probably could. But somebody said to him, Jimmy bet on himself and won. Bulls would have never given him a max contract. The Bulls picked a lane and traded him. It's that simple, really. Mark replied, Chicago sports fans being conditioned to be okay with not paying players and instead keeping their billionaire owners rich is a very weird and sad development. And then he replied and said in quotes, like, this is what I'm saying. Our homegrown star, who is a top 10 player in most advanced statistics, who has played himself into a 35% max instead of a 30% max, has got to go because there's no way our billionaire owner should be able to, should be forced to give him a few million dollars more. <laughs> and I think we're up against the same sentiment with Zach, which is that like you pay your max guys a max contract, like mm -hmm. nickel and diming them for $5 million less on their deal doesn't really impact your ability to do anything mm -hmm. on the fringes. Because if you're over the cap, then you're not using that money to sign a free agent. Maybe you're mid-level exception or something like that. But if you're not going up to the salary uh, above the salary cap, then you're not putting a, a real team around them anyway. And I think that this narrative that like Bulls fans should be concerned about like preserving cap space is just kind of weird when like the talent isn't there to begin with. If you're like trying to, you know, squeeze it apart so that like you're the Warriors and you can get Steph and Clay and Draymond and Kevin Durant together, that's one thing. But we're talking about like just a team that had like D Wade and Rondo and Jimmy like mm -hmm. that, that was just it's it's nonsensical and I think in a lot of ways the same thing is true with Zach like people should not be criticizing Zach for being a max player because what Zach's contract is almost doesn't matter he's going to be tradable on it regardless he's going to play to that level regardless it's more about can you put the pieces around him and given what's gone on with Lonzo and uh you know Vooch is a free agent like that makes it difficult and so Yes, maybe Zach like giving back five million dollars, but like, is that really worth it? I, I just don't. I don't see that as an obstacle. I don't really see uh, why we're criticizing players for getting the money that they have earned and that they deserve. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you're dead on on that one. Um, I like to poke at players, certain players who I feel don't deserve certain contracts, and I'm talking not not because of guys and what they're doing, like Jimmy Butler and stuff like that. I'm talking about other dudes. I don't want to say no names, but you know y'all. Some of you, some thieves out there. We just saw one today who re up on his contract. There's some thieves out there. You know what I mean? Shout out, out Otto. There's some thieves that, out there. I think you're talking about like fringe rotation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And not yeah. like not like the difference between dudes. like the top 12 player and the top 18th Correct. player. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. You know right. what I mean? So I don't care if Zach gets his money. I don't care if Jimmy gets his money. I don't care if any of them gets his money. Now this is a new because I didn't know this. You guys are saying in, in your DMs or you know Twitter or whatever is probably different because I don't get that from from people talking about trying to save the salary cap. I get people who say it because they know the team isn't going to spend into it. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably why they feel that way. But y'all saying like people are actually trying to protect, you know what I'm saying, the salary cap and and backing on uh, these owners. I think it's like, like an this. indirect trying to save the salary cap. Like because um I don't think Zach is worth giving all this money to. Like I, I think in it's not like being directly said, but I think the idea is like we need to save that room to go right other guys' money. The the overarching problem that I have from Bulls fans and NBA fans is th those who define a max player as that's the best player on a championship team, mm. and I'm like, no, There's no, like, the what, net of a max of player guys? is way wider than that, and guess what? <laughs> Includes. Zach Levine, yeah. and rightfully so. Yeah. So many Bulls fans cannot get their head through that brick like block, and I, I, it drives me crazy. 
And but I had a similar misunderstanding or difficulty understanding back when I was contemplating a Jimmy Supermax back then. Yeah. Just because it's not you are clear cut one of the best 10 players in the NBA and you have a decent shot every season to lead whatever cast of characters is around you to a deep playoff run and maybe championship contention. That's not the only people in the league who deserve max contracts. And mm. now it's just like, okay, well, other than like, what are you upset about? If you're not the one paying out these checks, that's the part that yeah. I, you know, Mark was kind of teasing at okay. yesterday. Okay. And and still, that's, you know, what I don't understand. What I don't understand. And the other guy I like that is Bradley Bill. Like, that's another guy, like, you know, getting the max contract who hasn't really led his team to anything, but you're not going to give Bradley like, Bill his max money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's Bradley Bill, bro. But there's like other <laughs> things you can nitpick with that, like the no trade clause. Mm-hmm. Why are you giving Bradley Bill a no trade clause? Because you thought it was going to be that dude. But like, that's what they thought. Like all NBA led the league in scoring. They thought that, they thought he was going to be that dude. That's the kind of thing that hamstrings you as an organization. Sure, so if you're sure. if what you're doing is coming from a place of like what is what is in the best interest of the organization, giving a player a no trade clause prevents you from being able to move him. Yeah. Whereas giving a player who is a top fifteen or twelve player in the league a max contract, which is going to be a tradable contract, if you give him that money. Even if he, even if you decide it's not going the right direction, you can still move him because that's a tradable contract. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just laughing at our viewers talking amongst themselves in the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, Eco Bean saying Zach's the third best player on his own team. That's just not true, man. On what team? This team? <laughs> this, this team? This current team? I don't, I don't that's not true. P. Will, supporter. Hello. Always nice to see you. My saying man. Zach Levine deserves all the hate. All the hate. Okay. Um, (laughs) Para Jr. chiming in saying, I don't know how Levine doesn't look like Jordan to you the way you talk about Patrick Williams to be Will's supporter. (laughs) Oh, I... Play nice, guys. They can drive me crazy, but I love Bulls. Play nice, guys. Play Play nice. nice, Um, You know, but here's the question I have. How, How real do you think this is for the Heat? Like oh, what percentage oh, not, do you get? Oh, not this? real. Oh, not real. Not real at all? No. Okay. Um, I still think that the Bucks can win this series, even if it takes now winning in seven, which is what it will take. Um, no, I don't. I mean, I I just sang praises to Jimmy, which I don't love doing, mm. but <laughs> that dude that dude had a hell of a game last night, and I suppose he's capable of doing it again and yeah, again. Yeah. But do I think the Heat as a team yeah. realistically are good enough to like go to the conference finals, the finals? No, I do not. Well. So on paper, I don't think so. But if they're able to win one of these next three games against Milwaukee, they're going. They're going to the second round mm-hmm. where they'll probably face the Knicks. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy versus Tibbs and D-Rose. Oh, that would be, that would be oh, another entertaining one. Oh, like, could they beat the Knicks? Sure. They yeah. could. They Do could I think they're a better team? No, but could they beat them? Sure. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're in the conference finals. Come on. And you're playing on, the Will. Celtics again, who you nearly beat last year. Come on, Will. Jimmy missed two games. Like, it, it's possible. Come I don't on. think they're good enough, and I don't think they're better than any of these teams on paper. But if you have the best player in any series and there's enough guys that each and every game will come along. I'm not sure what's going on with Tyler Hero in terms of when he could be back. That's obviously going to be a huge six one. Six, six weeks yeah. at least. So that, that'll be at the very least until the finals or conference right. finals. Conference finals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're severely underhanded. But I just, 
who knows? Anything could happen in these series where there's not like a clear Warriors or Cavs who is like way better than anybody who they're going to be. What that man just said. Yeah. Anything can happen in the playoffs. And that is? It's why you go. Period. Joey, can you grab the hat? Yeah, please? but uh, to, to go, you would need to beat Jimmy and the hapless Heat, and we couldn't quite manage that, could we? Yeah. Hey, Kobe, come sit um, next to me. You're hot right now. Dude in the comments said, how come Matt doesn't like Jimmy Buckets? How much time you got? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we're out of time. But reason 1A, as his ego was exploding, he refused to dress in the locker room with his teammates. Yeah, that was he was going off and doing his own thing and made me, as a Bulls fan, take the side of Rajon Rondo, never who was that. making more sense than Jimmy? He'll never forgive him. How for that. dare you? <laughs> there's, there's 1A. When we got more time, we'll come back to that list. Oh, uh, is the country music that he loves in, in a part of this? It didn't bother me. Didn't so bother you? Okay. No, that's still when Jimmy was like endearing. Just, just a kid from Tomball who likes country music. Okay, that All dude's right. long gone. <laughs> God, Jimmy loves himself. He loves himself more than I love myself. Shout out Jimmy, man. Um, he reached his max potential on himself. That's and shout out to Jimmy for, Butler for damn, doing that. That's for damn sure. Yeah, he did. He's like one of the few guys that like gets every ounce of potential. Yes. Like there just aren't too many guys like LeBron, There's Steph. Not, like, yeah. and shout out to our guy Luke Stockmire who was saying table. when Jimmy fact. came into the league, he came in as a mostly unknown defensive potential Correct. guy. Correct. Thirtieth pick, he developed his offensive game. Yeah, he is a master at getting to the free throw line. Jimmy master. Butler did all of those things for himself. <laughs> yes, to put himself in this group of players. He did, man, uh, and that deserves a hell of a lot of credit. Congratulations, sir. Um, all right, we're out of time. We will be back tomorrow, four o'clock Chicago time. More off-season talk. Um, Who knows? Maybe we'll kick off our player grades for the off-season. Don't forget to get your tickets to the CHGO Bears draft party. Joe's on Weed Street this Thursday and Friday night. And uh, (laughs) follow the guy who just made that sound. Uncle Joey Spathis. He is at Joey Spathis. Will the Goat is at Will underscore Gottlieb. Big Dave. Bow. BWL Sports. I'm Will underscore Pack. Which face. We are CHGO <laughs> underscore Bulls. Until tomorrow, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you right. Be good. Peace.